Hey Joe, Spencer here, and just been enjoying your most recent episode about power gaming and leveling. And I just wanted to say that, well, I hope I didn't give the impression uh, that I was suggesting that not leveling meant characters were not changing. In fact, I was thinking of something quite the opposite, adventuring having a significant impact on the characters, just not necessarily a wholly good one. But, um, and that got me thinking about your character in Dave's game being transformed into a were-shark. And uh, that also got me thinking about when are you going to join us again? Anyway, take care, Joe. Speak soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight List, the occasional podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my skull, but mostly role-playing games, I promise. Happy February 29th, everybody. Happy Leap Day. It is the single least celebrated but most special day of the calendar. It only happens once every four years. And it adds an extra day to what is, without a doubt, the best month of the year. (laughs) February rules. (laughs) Anyway, kicking off the show, that was Spencer, a.k.a. Free Thrall from Keep Off the Borderlands. And no, Spencer, you absolutely did not give me that impression. Man, your episode just inspired me to put out my thoughts on leveling up and that kind of thing. So, no, I did not take your meaning to mean anything other than what it actually meant, man. So thank you for the inspiration and thank you for listening to the show. Uh, and as far as the Black Hat game, yeah, I need to get back in there. It has been it has been a hot minute because um, <clears throat> I, I love playing with you guys so much. Like those few sessions I had the pleasure to be a part of were really, really fun. And uh, yeah, I will, I will try to get back in there. I will. I just don't know when that will be. But anyway, anyway, uh, what is today going to be all about? It is going to be answering a bunch of voice messages from a bunch of really cool people. Going to be talking about dungeon crawling. Going to be talking about leveling up. Going to be talking about some other stuff. So let's just let's just get into it, should we? I think we should. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So I've been thinking about the whole leveling up situation as well. And I always do the whole video game style of, oh, look at that. You just woke up and wow, you're more powerful now. How did that happen? I mean, it's so funny. It's a role playing game. We do role playing stuff. But when it comes to leveling up, it's like, eh, let's break the game really fast. Okay, cool. Everyone's got this now, this and this and this. And I, I kind of want to do more role-playing with the leveling up. Even if it's just kind of slightly hand-waved where you finish an adventure or whatever you're doing and everyone has enough experience to level up. Now you say, okay, so we're going to be in this town for about two weeks. What is everyone doing in these two weeks? And then you can kind of describe what everyone's doing. And it's more like a role-playing. And in those two weeks, they got the proper training to learn the new spells, to hit better, you know, whatever it is. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer, um, one more thing on leveling. And I know you mentioned how leveling is important because you feel like 
you'll get bored. Even if the game systems you are leveling, but you're just not getting really anything except maybe some more hit points or whatever. But I'm curious on what your thoughts are on sci-fi games. Especially sci-fi games that follow more like Star Trek does. You know, they're not really advancing in levels. Um, They're pretty much the same when they were when they got out of the academy. And they're the same characters. But they gain more information. But I guess you could gain more equipment, alien equipment, um, upgrades to the ship. But as a general character, you know, they don't really change. So I'm curious how you feel about like a sci-fi game. Hey, what's up, Josh, dude? Thanks for calling, man. That was Josh of JB Publishing Podcast. Uh, Dude, I appreciate the call in. And yeah, I like your idea of the hand-waving it a little bit. Because like I was saying, I, I do want to do more with it, but I'm afraid that might get tedious after a while. And so I do like the idea of, you know, at the end, like when they do level up, giving them a little bit of downtime and just saying, what do you do to level up? Like, I think that I think that's a good, a good compromise. So thanks for that, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, as far as sci-fi games go, I... I, I I've never really played one. Like, I've never really played one. I don't, I'm not all that super interested even in playing one. I mean, I guess I would. It's just not my, not my favorite genre by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know. I would think though that if that alien equipment and, um, you know, upgrades to the ship and stuff, if that added some different, mechanical aspects to the game i think that could keep people more involved but um you know our next caller andy he's got some stuff to say about leveling up in a sci-fi game too so let's hear what he's got to say and then i'll get back to this topic two leveling up very interesting topic um i know that there is a bit of a schism in our community between those that think it's essential and those that don't think it's really important at all and in its purest sense of role playing no you shouldn't need to level up um you can make your character whatever you want it to be and it can change and why do you need mechanics to do that but there is that dopamine thing that little hit every time you get a little bit of extra power or a new ability it does it does keep us coming back there's some some very um, well researched psychology around this and there's nothing wrong with playing into that we're playing a game after all so let's reward our players in the way that games reward us so the interesting thing is i'm now playing two games my main games traveler and and call of cthulhu which don't really have leveling up <laughs> in the traditional way now Call of Cthulhu does have in skill increase, power increase, but it's it's kind of a bit, it's kind of small stakes. Doesn't really change you that much, not really. Um, gives you a slightly better chance sometimes of, of achieving things. Um, but as you know, I've introduced Hulk Cthulhu. So that's gonna be one motherfucking level up that there we're going to do it this sunday so it's going to be very exciting Um, and we've got to the point in the story where they their powers are going to be given to them they have to give something in return there's a sort of devil's bargain for them to become these pulp heroes 
so at some point you'll hear that episode. It should be fun. The Traveller. Now that is a whole other kettle of Ujima Flip. There is really no leveling up in that. And to increase your skills, I, I don't really know the rules fully, but it's extremely long-winded and hard. And, uh, you know, it's been months training and paying for stuff and God knows what. I think you level up through equipment, actually, in Traveller, but it's very vaguely defined. But my players, we've only been playing like three sessions. They're already starting to get a bit antsy about how they're going to get more powerful. So we're right now discussing that. It's it's really quite fascinating. Um, I, I, I think that they need it. This particular group of players absolutely need it. Otherwise, I don't think they're going to be engaged long term. And I, uh, So I, I've got to think hard about it, what I do there. I, I, I'm enjoying the game, so I do want to do something. Okay, man, see ya. Yeah, Andy, dude, I think you... Uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head there in the first part of your message where you were talking about how you know you can roll your you can role play your character any way you want and it can change and you can make it dynamic but at the end of the day where it's a role playing game we're also playing a game and yeah that's what I was trying to get at like 40 or 50 sessions a year of playing monopoly <laughs> that would get really boring because you just do the same thing over and over and over again. And yeah, you can have your whole head cannon that you want about the game of monopoly, but at the end of the day, the mechanics are a part of it. The mechanisms are a part of it. So yeah, I think you need, and like you, like with Cthulhu, like you mentioned, you do get a little bit of a chance. You can boost up, you know, your percentage to do stuff can go up, uh, for your skills can increase. You can also like learn new spells. So I think, I think Cthulhu has enough oomph to it to keep an injury. If you can keep the same character alive, <laughs> that, that's a different story altogether. But yeah, I think there's enough there to keep like you were talking about keep that dopamine hit coming like you get you know a couple percentage points better and then a few more then a few more and so yeah i think that's there and like i was saying to josh as far as the uh the sci-fi stuff goes man i don't i just i don't think i'm that into it and like like what you're saying with traveler and kind of josh was getting at with star trek like you don't really level up at all and i just i i just see myself getting incredibly bored after you know months of months of play and i'm not talking about right away i would love to play one shots short little campaigns stuff like that but a long ongoing campaign i just wow i just man i i just think i'd get bored but i am super excited for your pulp cthulhu campaign to kick off i can't wait for that episode to drop and yeah i hope you uh, i hope you keep me posted on how the traveler goes after a while if your players do start getting kind of you know kind of restless with the no leveling up stuff i'm i'm really really curious to hear more about that so please 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 keep me posted and rounding out this uh, discussion of leveling up, we got Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Take it away, Jason. Hey, Joe. Jason here from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast, as you so correctly know. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with you on leveling. I think 
because even in games like Barbarians, Lemuria, or, you know, other ones are kind of levelist, like, say, Call of Cthulhu or Traveler, there are ways to, to better yourself. There are ways to increase skills. There are ways to get better. So, I, I agree having that goals there. The only time maybe would be like a superhero game, and even in superhero games, usually they have ways for characters to improve themselves and get points, and they can better their abilities, or they can buy gadgets, or they can, you know, maybe just get karma points to make the roles better or something, but I, I think every game has some way for the characters mechanically to do a little bit better as they go on. Um, although I think the levelists not leveling up, it really depends on the system, but, but I think there should be some kind of character growth. So, talk to you later. What's up, Jason? I think it's awesome that you mentioned both Traveler and Call of Cthulhu. Uh, that's <laughs> that's just I love the Anchor Hive mind. Sometimes that's fantastic. But yeah, you you pretty much nailed it, man. You said everything more eloquently than I've said it. So thank you for basically summing up my points. I really <laughs> I really appreciate that, dude. Awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Anyway. Um, you know, last week, Jason called in with some, you know, some UK colloquialisms that Spike Pit had neglected to mention. So uh, Jason's talked about uh, taking a piss and taking the piss. And so now we have someone from the UK to call and talk about that. So, John, what's up, dude? Hey, Joe, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just wanted to call in with maybe, maybe a little bit of a correction for Jason's recent call in to your podcast where he was talking about the difference between, well, taking the piss basically, where he's talking about the, uh, the various ways in which that can be used. Now, I don't know about elsewhere, but certainly in the UK, if you say taking a piss, it still means you're going to the bathroom to relieve yourself. Quite possibly, you're going to pop into the tub and record a podcast episode afterwards. Who knows? But you're heading to the bathroom. Now, if you're taking the piss, that means you are taking the mick, you are having fun at someone's expense, or you're just joshing around with someone, depending on the context in which the piss taking is occurring. Anyway, gonna drop you another message, dude, so I'll catch you in a bit. The other thing I was going to call in about is partly related to Liren's call-in and also your last episode where you were saying min-maxing seems to be an insult and yet optimization isn't and you were sort of musing on why that is. And I think, to be honest, the difference... There's, there's no mechanical difference. I think you're absolutely right with that. The difference is with the intent of the person using the term. It's the difference between... I don't know. Take the word fuck, for instance. If I... If I stub my toe on the door frame and go, oh, fuck, that's a hell of, of a different sentence than if I'm using that word to insult someone or to have a go at someone. So I think that's really all it is. It's how those terms are used rather than anything inherent in the terms themselves. So I guess I'm agreeing with you as well. That's just my tubbins for the day. Take it easy, dude. Sorry, dude, I know I said that was it with the last message, but I'd no sooner clicked on finish recording than I thought of something else. I think, as I was saying, I think the difference between power gaming and min-maxing is intent and the use of the terms. But I think sometimes, to be honest, we, we spend so much time dissecting these terms and analysing them that 
we sort of lose sight uh, a bit of this. And it's the same with everything in role playing. I think a better question to ask would be, at what point of analysing things does the analysation and the dissection become an end unto itself? And we stop enjoying the game for the fun games they are, and we become more concerned with actually taking them apart piece by piece and examining them under a microscope. But that's just another thought, so I'll take care, dude. I'll catch you soon. John, never apologize for leaving me messages, man. Call in as often or as many times as you want. Me, Casa, as Sue Casa, my friend. But you know what I think is really funny? I'm pretty sure that other than right now, the only time the word fuck has ever been said on my show is by people from or in the UK. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said it before. (laughs) So thank you to Andy and thank you to you, John, for dropping F-bombs because I fucking love it. I love it. Anyway, dude, uh, and also thank you for the corrections on taking a piss and taking the piss and all of it. I am, I'm really becoming quite the Angliophile, man, and it cracks me up. I just spend so much time like listening to folks from the UK and chatting with you all that it just the vernacular kind of sinks in. It gets it gets into the gets into me, and I can't I cannot help it. But dude. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. When does the analysis become too much? You know, we could spend all day running around in circles talking about this kind of shit. We really can. And I mean, to be totally honest, I I have too much time on my hands. I am unemployed right now. So that, that, you know, I got a lot of time to think about this shit. So but I hear you, dude. And, you know, like Barney so adroitly pointed out, to me a while ago i care a lot but i don't really give a shit like seriously i have my DD opinions but at the end of the day as long as you're having fun at the table and not being an ass i i don't really give a shit how you play like min max friggin optimize all that it doesn't it really doesn't matter to me like we're all here to have fun that's the important thing so I appreciate you pointing that out, dude. I really appreciate it. But now let's get into some analysis on Dungeon Crawls. <laughs> Take it away, Andy. Good morning, Joe. It's Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. So I'll probably leave a few messages, as usual, rambling on. Um, I won't talk about sous vides again. I don't think anyone listening to hindsight that would get that one um so a little bit self-indulgent so let's talk about gaming instead so dungeon crawls <laughs> i know you've probably wanted to put this one to bed and and so have i probably but if you are going to introduce it to your group just a little word of caution um from personal experience Really, really, I recommend you discuss it with them quite a lot. And I'm sure you probably do. But really get their true feelings on it. Because what I found is that the kind of players that enjoy story and narrative and 
first person and all the things that I think your you and your group enjoy. In my experience, they have not enjoyed the dungeon crawls. And I've put them into both of my campaigns, both of my D&D campaigns, um, in lesser or, or greater amounts. And they became a bit of a drag, actually. I don't think the play- the players were kind of enjoying them initially. Um, and then it they were just getting they were getting bored and frustrated and i think they found them too repetitive and 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 samey you wound me sir i could think of two people who might actually get the sous vide reference <laughs> anyway yeah no dude andy like for sure i will absolutely talk to them about it uh we we talk about everything before we do any big changes like that i will absolutely run it by them if that's stuff they'd be interested in and yeah like i i you're what you're talking about is you know i feel the exact same way like my experiences with them have been that they are narratively limiting i don't know if that's the right word but i just i i want to see as someone with no experience in running them i've played in some i've never really run a proper dungeon crawl i mean i guess i ran through the carrion crown um actual play from pathfinder first edition the first book of that uh, is basically a huge dungeon crawl you're exploring this prison and we ran through that and that was that was okay uh it, it was just long man <laughs> it was long and the second the end of the second book of that has this huge mega dungeon with holy crap. Anyway, that's a different topic altogether. But yeah, no, I will absolutely talk about uh dungeon crawls with them before I I I won't spring it on them, but you know, how did you feel about it when you brought it to your table? And I was a little bit sad by this because I I actually really wanted to run a dungeon crawl. I my my imaginings of what it would be like were very different to what it turned out to be i thought that they would have this other type of play um and it is of course a very different type of play where they would be in this hostile environment and the sense of mystery and exploration and it would change the mode a bit and they would be you know mapping and things like that or, or at least how we do mapping now um by revealing the map rather than drawing the map but you know, it just didn't. It didn't fire. It didn't. Didn't take. It didn't catch fire. And um, and in the end, we we went back to what we were doing before, which was which was, you know, scenes and drama and and interaction and, and narrative. Yeah, dude, that is a bummer that it didn't work out. Um, and it, it it might not be for us either. And whether it is or isn't, that's not a you know, a value judgment or anything like that. Like some people aren't into it. Some people are. So that I just want to explore it and try and do present it in the best light possible. So if we, it is something we like, we could do more of it and I can do a better job of actually, of actually running it. But I, I mean, I have the feeling we would go back to the way we normally do things anyway, but yeah. I, and I certainly wouldn't, I mean, mapping and stuff like, I mean, I don't know, like, that's just the thing. Like, would, would 
the players get into it. Maybe I like that's just another thing I'll bring up to them. But yeah, no, these are all valid points. I don't know. Just could you could you just sum everything up? I mean, what are you trying to say? So all I'm saying is just make sure that you figure out what the agreement is with the players. You know, how long are they going to be down there? Can they leave? Um, will you make things accessible to them without having to go through every room? Um, I mean, um, some of it is a little bit metagamey, but I think it's important if you're going to introduce a new play mode to really kind of um, set a contract, if you like, um, that we are doing something different, and let's see how it goes. Um, but look, what am I? What am I to tell you? You you've probably run them before, and you you know whether your players are going to like them or not. But it was just something that I observed, really. And I absolutely value your observations. Like we've run them, and they haven't loved them. And part of that is because I haven't done a good job of you know, running a proper dungeon crawl. And to be clear, I, I don't, I have no interest in running a mega dungeon to me that, yeah, that's, that's not a thing I would ever do. I'd stick to the, you know, the five room dungeon kind of concept and just kind of go from there. I'd, I'd never be a mega dungeon, but dude, Andy, I really appreciate your thoughts. I like just you thinking about it this much. That's, that's awesome, man. So like I said to John, never, you know, you never need to apologize or worry that you're calling too much or anything. Cause it's amazing. And I super appreciate it, but yeah, folks, let me, let me get out of here. <laughs> that was me trying to be very clever there. <laughs> I have no idea how that will sound. I, I'm not going to go back and listen to it because that's just how I do. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for calling in. Seriously, that was great. Thank you, Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands, uh, Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, John from Red Dice Diaries and the Purple Worm, Andy from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks, and Josh from JB Publishing. Go check out their shows if you're not already, but I, you know, you almost certainly are. <laughs> so that's it, folks. That is, uh, that's enough for me today on February 29th. One of the greatest days of the year because it is so rare, only once every four years. I hope everyone is having a fantastic leap day. And until we talk again, peace out. Peace out.